Okay, I'm recording. You're recording? Yes. I don't even know how to start this. <laughs> it's, go it's going so well already. <laughs> This is, this is going splendidly, um, hey. I feel like once we figure out how to start it, it'll get easy. We just need to figure out how we're gonna do it and then it'll be easy. It'll come to us. It'll, it'll come, it'll, come. it'll come. How are you doing tonight, evening, today? It's um, 5.52 p.m. So it's evening and I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, it is, uh, 11.52 p.m. the day before on my, on my end. In case you didn't know, I'm C. I'm Christine. We're international best friends. <laughs> Took me a minute. Yeah, I'm in New Zealand, which is a country that shouldn't even exist. It's so small. It's just like on the bottom of the world. And I'm in the US, and uh, we decided that we were going to somehow make a shifting podcast work. So here we are, trying to make it work. I was just thinking this the other day, it's been like, it's been exactly seven months since we became friends. I couldn't even tell you which month we met in. Like, I genuinely couldn't even tell you. <laughs> the summer. A while ago. Well, it was my summer, but your winter, but that was a blur. Yeah, I remember I was sitting in a bus stop and I texted you and asked you if you wanted to join a cult. And you said yes, and we've been friends ever since. That's the only context I'm giving. I was asked to join a cult and I asked, I asked zero questions. They really just said yes. And that is how we became friends. And I am forever grateful for it. No questions asked. Join a cult, yes. It's been a wild ride since then, that's for sure. But uh, here we are. We joked about this once, like six months ago. We joked about doing a podcast and calling it this. And uh, here we are. We actually followed through. And now we're here. I can't believe us. Shocking. Utterly shocking. Beyond like two episodes, we'll see if we follow through anymore. We're just running with the momentum while we have it. So uh, join us on this wild ride. Just vibes. Christine, I would uh, ask how, uh, I guess give, give a little introduction about yourself, I guess age and, uh, you know, yeah, just a general introduction I think would be good for people who don't know. Yeah, I'm Christine. I'm 24. I live in New Zealand and I shift realities to feel something. That's all. Okay, piggybacking off that. Um... Would you like to introduce yourself, C? <laughs> I'm C. I'm also 24. Um, I live in the US and I also shift realities. However, <laughs> uh, I tend to preach is not to just feel something. <laughs> I'm joking. For legal reasons, I'm completely joking. For legal purposes, all of it's a joke. It's, no, it's all a joke. For, for IRL purposes, it's all a joke. <laughs> no, I'm definitely joking. And people always ask if shifting an inside joke. Definitely, yeah, for sure. That's why we're uh, making a whole podcast. That's why we're making a whole podcast about it. Absolutely, yeah. Shifting is definitely some big lie when people are dedicating uh, their time and energy to creating whole shows to talk about it. Not like I have anything better to do with my time. I'm literally about to get a shifting symbol tattooed on my body. And you think it's a lie. I want to get a shifting symbol tattooed on my body too. 
I have a whole design. I'm so excited to get it done. Lockdown has pushed it back and pushed it back, but I'm so excited to finally get it. Where are you getting it done? Um, it's just a little local tattoo studio. I want like the specific studio to do it, which is why I've waited for so long because I have a huge waiting list, but I'm so excited. I mean, where on your body are you getting it done? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> going really well <laughs> you need to be specific <laughs> i was like why are they asking me this they're not going to know the name of the studio that i go to anyways i'm going to get it on my arm like here <laughs> is it going to be like a big tattoo or is it going to be small it's not going to be massive like i don't know cell phone size maybe the cell phone size is a nice description yeah you have to just like you have to uh, specify which like year of iPhone it is like is it the iPhone 8 is it the iPhone 10 um iPhone 12 Pro Max not the Max ones those are just too big uh so Christine why don't you tell me a little bit about like how you first heard of reality shifting and what got you into it so um I remember eons ago like a year ago probably but uh more than a year ago what yeah doesn't matter. A while ago, I was on a YouTube video, one of those videos that's like, Draco's heartbeat, you know, like pretend you're lying on Draco Malfoy's chest. And um, I posted it to my private Instagram story to roast it. I was like, who the fuck is making these weird ass videos? What is this? Um, and then I looked in the comments and everybody in the comments was like, this helped me shift. I can't wait to shift. I was like, the fuck is shifting? So I Googled it, um, started on Amino, Ooh, a bit dodgy. Downloaded TikTok. Was too elderly for TikTok. Um, and then I was like, well, eh, may as well give it a shot. So then I tried it and it worked surprisingly quickly comparatively to how many months other people have tried for. And then I realized I was looking back on some of my childhood experiences and I realized that I'm like 99.9% .9 sure that I've actually been shifting since I was a little kid. And my experiences were just so ignored and I don't know what I'm looking for but like my experiences were so ignored that I had just like gaslit myself into thinking they were very vivid dreams but I remember very clearly spending like days like weeks in these places and I can't differentiate differentiate them from my regular childhood memories and the more I look back on it the more I'm like the more I'm like damn I she's been shifting she's been shifting so yeah, and I think that's why it was relatively easy for me. So thank you to that random Draco humming video. Yeah, I mean, who knew that a roast would lead to uh, everything that it's led to? I know. I know. It's it's insane. And I'm so grateful. It's been amazing. I've met so many amazing people through shifting. Not only in my DR and here as well. Like, it's been great. So, C, what's your shifting story? Uh, yeah. Well, it started... <laughs> It started again with Draco Malfoy. Um, as it does, for me, motherfucker. As it does uh, for a lot of people, uh, but not in a simp kind of way. It just happened to be that I was on Harry Potter TikTok in August of 2020. And randomly, I got a video on my For You page of someone saying things Draco Malfoy does in my DR. Uh, and it included something like, kicks people down the stairs um which i thought was hysterical <laughs> um and i thought it was a joke i thought it was like a scenario um just people like saying that that's something that he would do uh so i thought it was like pretty funny 
Um, and then I liked that one video. So I kept getting more videos and more shifting videos. And then I realized that, oh, these people are actually serious. And it took me a long time to research and uh, get my head wrapped around the entire concept for me to fully buy into it. But in September was when I started trying. And then I didn't shift successfully until February of 2021. So that was about like five months after I had started. And it wasn't even to the right place. It was to a one-off DR. It was like wonky Hogwarts. Um, there were wolves that mauled students. It was a whole thing. Strange encounter. I feel like everyone shifts to like a weird place their first time, or at least I hear that commonly. Uh, but then I finally successfully sh shifted to my Hogwarts University DR at the end of February, so about like five and a half, almost six months. Nice. I love that the first DR you went to was just random wolves running around Hogwarts. Was it Remus and the gang? Okay. <laughs> it wasn't just wolves. It was, let's be, it wasn't just, that was just like one small part of the shifting experience. But randomly, when I was trying to get to Hogsmeade, I encountered wolves on the grounds of Hogwarts. And I was like, oh, they're probably friendly, and they were not, so... Uh, what? Was, okay. Was... Who sees wolves and is like, oh, yeah, they're probably friendly? I don't know. I was like, they're walking on the grounds of Hogwarts. Like, they wouldn't let these, like, dangerous wolves get this close. I was right in front of the castle. Like, I had just walked out the door. You think Hogwarts has those safety standards? I... Of everything we know about Hogwarts? You think they give... I, listen, I had just walked out the door. I was like, there's no way that there's something that dangerous. Is this close to the castle on the first day of term? Absolutely not. <laughs> Fluffy is typing. <laughs> Fluffy the three-headed dog. <laughs> the basilisk in the chamber of secrets is typing. So, if you've been listening to this whole thing and your main question right now is, what is shifting? We have the answers for you. We have the answer. That that's a bit of a bold statement. We don't have the answer. We have we have a answer. <laughs> don't cancel us. We have some guesses at least. <laughs> yeah, we do. Educated guesses. Some educated guesses. We okay, we've essentially put the brain cell together and we've come up with a description of shifting that we feel is pretty accurate and all-encompassing. And we have come to the conclusion that I'm reading off my notes here. Reality shifting is the practice of becoming aware of deeper layers of consciousness that you previously thought unreachable, either in a physical other reality under the multiverse theory or deep in your own subconscious mind under the consciousness theory. But whichever theory you prescribe to, we all agree that it feels like a real physical experience. Yeah, so when we were talking about coming up with a definition for this episode of the show, um, what we wanted to make sure was that we included a definition that had a view of both popular perspectives in shifting, which we will get into later, but they are known as the multiverse and the consciousness perspective, uh, because very often you only hear of shifting in a multiverse way or the other way, but typically only a multiverse way, and we want to make sure that you can have the full scope of things uh, right off the bat. Yeah, definitely, because it can get pretty divisive and spicy when you start to like fight between the perspectives. And I personally, I think you agree, see, I feel like that's pretty unnecessary. I think both perspectives can live in harmony and people are just welcome to believe whatever they like. And more than that, I don't think it should matter as much as people are saying it does because it feels real. Who cares? Yeah, and I definitely understand uh, people because I, I know that you are this way as well as I am, uh, needing 
logic and some scientific reasoning behind what's going on, uh, which is why it's important to be informed on what these perspectives are of what people think is going on with shifting. Uh, it's a great way to give your mind some ease, but it can also be a big downfall because when you focus on it too much, I think it can detract from your shifting journey and create a barrier because you get too hung up on what it is and not actually doing it. Yeah, definitely. I think way too many people focus on all the like the tiny details surrounding shifting, as you said, of exactly what it is that they're doing. And they, they spend so much time focused on that that they kind of lose lose track of what it what the actual end goal is. And the actual end goal should be shifting. And yeah, it would be wonderful to be able to understand shifting, but the, the reality is we're probably not going to for a very long time. And I think it comes to a point where we kind of need to be content with that. Yes, I agree. And also just, uh, I, I bring this up very often, but you can look at lucid dreaming and uh, the way lucid dreaming was uh, <laughs> talked about 10 years ago even. I was teaching myself how to lucid dream 10 years ago. I was on subreddits learning how to lucid dream and there were plenty of people on those subreddits who were like, you're crazy for thinking you can control your dreams. Like, oh my gosh, this is just psychosis. People denied even lucid dreaming and now we have scientific evidence to prove that lucid dreaming is possible. And usually if you say uh, something about lucid dreaming to almost like anyone, they know what you're talking about. Uh, and it's not a far-fetched idea anymore. And I genuinely believe that shifting will follow a same uh, kind of path in the, to the mainstream eventually. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I just agree, that's all. <laughs> so even with the definition of shifting, you're probably still asking what is shifting? What does shifting look like? Well, shifting looks like a lot of things um, for shifting. Shifting for a lot of people uh, like ourselves is shifting to uh, fictional worlds that we've always wanted to be a part of. Uh, for us, it's uh, within the Harry Potter universe. For a lot of people, it's within Marvel, within uh, the Percy Jackson series, within anything. Because under either the consciousness or the multiverse perspective, you are shifting to a reality where those things are possible or becoming aware of that possibility. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, furthermore, a lot of people use shifting as a way to not have an idealized version of this reality, but kind of begin to understand what sort of things they're capable of in this reality. Especially, I know a lot of people use it to rewire old traumas, or for example, test out a career path that they might want in this reality to get you know, further education and training um, and to decide what they want and to enable them to have the skills to actually get what they want by rewiring past trauma and being able to go forward and um, carry some of that healing into this reality. So I think not, not everybody who shifts shifts to <laughs> rail Draco. <laughs> I think there's a lot, <laughs> shifting is a very nuanced thing. And I think just because the online space of shifting is very much predominantly you know, people shifting into these fictional worlds, that doesn't mean that's all it is. And I think people who are shifting for more mundane reasons, like for um, past child healing and, you know, ideal life and stuff like that, I think they exist a lot more than we think they do. We just don't see them that frequently because maybe they're, they're not as like readily sharing their stories online. I firmly believe that more people are shifting 
then no are shifting because there's oftentimes, especially with adults uh, who are getting on TikTok and accidentally end up on Shift Talk, I've gotten messages numerous times of people being like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for years and I had no idea what it was, uh, but this has been happening to me for a long time. Um, and as you said, it is a great way to uh, heal trauma, uh, rewire, you know, uh, different things also uh, having positive experience reinforcement. Um, there's so many possibilities with shifting and it's not limited to just the, uh, what I would say is the uh, mainstream image of shifting. If you look up shifting on Google, what you'll probably find are articles that uh, yeah are not so kind to what this is so i think it's important to include the entire scope of what's possible with shifting anyone who says who has shifted will say that they have changed for the better and i think people around us in our lives would be able to notice i mean nobody in my real life knows that i shift but everybody notices that i've changed and i think the i mean the main thing that i can point to as to being the reason for those really positive changes in my confidence level and things like that is shifting so i agree yeah, people in my personal life uh even the people, there are some people in my personal life who do know I shift, but the people who don't know I shift, um, all the same notice there was a personality change, uh, a little bit I was a bit happier, a bit spunkier, uh, a bit more confident than I've been uh, in the past. So shifting has definitely made me a, lot, a better person in more ways than I can even convey. So I'm forever grateful for it. Okay, so we've talked a lot about the multiverse theory and the consciousness theory and shifting. So I think we should just give a brief description about what those two are. Do you want to start it off by explaining um, what the consciousness theory is? Yeah, so the consciousness perspective with shifting is the idea that uh, instead of shifting being a literal shift of realities, a literal becoming aware of yourself in another reality, that it is a manipulation of the five senses um, to create a real physical experience uh, within your own mind. Uh, consciousness is extremely powerful and more vast than we even know, so this is totally possible and there is definitely some scientific evidence to back this up actually currently. Yeah, I'd say that's a good description. And so the other perspective of shifting would be the multiverse theory. And um, obviously the multiverse, the multiverse theory is something that has been around in science for a long, long time. That is the theory that every possible action you make has a reaction that can exist and therefore does exist and therefore stems off into a literal different branch of time and space. So there are infinite different realities with infinite possible outcomes. And the multiverse theory in shifting says that you can actually physically shift your consciousness from this reality into another universe, like an other physical universe within the multiverse theory. Yeah, I think that's a great way to describe it. Sounded very professional there, honestly. <laughs> I try, I try. With the consciousness perspective, people get hung up on the idea that if we're creating it in our head, if it's a manipulation of our five senses, then that experience, those people, it's not real just because we're creating it. And to that, I would argue that real is subjective um, because 
and I don't mean to freak anyone out with this, but very well, this experience that we're having right here, right now, our world, our universe may only be the brain of some celestial. We may only exist in the consciousness of some being out there. Like we may not technically be real by someone else's standards, but you know, this is real to us and that's what matters. If you're having a real physical experience, it doesn't matter because it's real to you and it's real to the people that you're interacting with. No one in that reality that you're interacting with knows that they're not real. So it doesn't matter all the same. You treat people as people because they are real people. Yeah, and I think reality and consciousness is something that is so not understood. Even by the greatest minds among us, they still haven't found an answer for what consciousness is and what reality is. So what's to say that's yeah, what's to, what's to say that anything is real in the least freaky way possible? <laughs> I mean, or there's that audio, there's like, but, uh, but a dream is not reality. Who's to say which is which? Ooh, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like cheesy, but they have yeah, a point No, it's there. true, because it is all a really subjective experience, because everyone experiences this subjective reality differently. So what's to say that there's not a lot more in our subconscious that we can't reach. I mean, even in this reality, this reality, consciousness is subjective. We're experiencing this differently. Um, the way that I perceive colors may is, is not the same way that everyone perceives colors. So like, that's just like proof that we all perceive this reality differently anyways. So uh, same thing there. So now you're probably wondering, how do people shift? Wonderful question. That's a fantastic question. <laughs> we welcome such questions. Yes, uh, so what I'd recommend is starting with where you want to go. Important. When you decide where you want to go, whether it be a, uh idealized version of this reality or a fictional one, uh, you have something called a script. Uh, and a script is where you specify things about that reality that you're shifting to. Do you like to talk more on scripting? Yeah. I don't do a lot of scripting. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, I used to, but now I don't. So essentially the main things you want to have in your script is like, you know, um, where, where you're shifting to, name, age, you know, just basic, like basic information about you. And another thing that a lot of people have in their script is a safe word, which essentially is a word that you say when you are in your desired reality and it will immediately take you back to your current reality. Once again, we need to um, have a disclaimer that this isn't necessary. Uh, you know, you can shift back to your current reality without a safe word. I still have a safe word. I still feel better just having one. I know C doesn't have one. Um, do you want to just say how you come back to your, your CR without a safe word? Yeah, it's wild. When you said safe word, I was like, wow, safe word. I haven't thought about that in a while. Um, <laughs> I, no, I, I still have one. I don't know. I know I don't need it, but it just like makes me feel better to have it now. The thing with a safe word is it's just associating an in in intention with a word word yeah um so you know that like when you say your safe word like when you genuinely want to come back you will come back so in the same way that when I genuinely want to come back here from my DR and I just want to shift back to this reality uh from there all I have to do is you know want to come back and I will um but it has to be a genuine want it's not because I often get this question but it's not that Oh, I thought of my CR, which means current reality. I thought of my CR. Is it going to bring me back? No. The thought of your CR is not going to bring you back. Um, you have to genuinely want to come back to come back. So um, 
also wasn't specified earlier. Uh, well, it, this is just a general disclaimer for this whole thing. Everything that we mentioned with how to shift is just like tips that make the process easier for some people. But for other people, it can be hindrances. It doesn't help them. For like with scripting, some people love scripting. It gives them peace of mind to have all the details written out. But for me, I'm lazy and I don't like scripting. So I just you know, script in my head, I know exactly where I want to go in my head and I'm intentional about where I'm going and that's what works for me. So all of this, everything with shifting can be molded to fit your needs and what's more most comfortable for you. And I think learning that early on uh, can save a lot of time and frustration because it took me a long time before I became comfortable with shifting. Yeah, for sure. I think shifting is such a deeply personal experience to every single person who does it. And I mean, of course, it's always good to get tips from people who have shifted because maybe they could help you. You never know. But I think taking anything anyone says as law is not the best way to go. I think you need to try out a lot of things, see what feels right for you. Just because person A said this is step by step how they shifted and then you do step by step how they shifted and it doesn't work for you. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you or that you're doing anything wrong. It might just mean that their step by step isn't your step by step, and that's completely fine. And yeah, disclaimer: we definitely don't have all the answers. This is all just opinions. Yeah, this is this is all just based on our own experiences and everything that with every shifting or with every shifter that you see talking about this subject, we're all just speaking on our own experiences because that's all we can speak on right now um, until we do have the evidence to back us up down the line. But um, this is just these tips on how to shift are just things that have uh, helped a lot of people. But the journey with shifting is continuous. Even after you shift, um, it's still a continuous journey. You still learn how to make shifting more comfortable for you after you shift. I know that for both of us, uh, the things that we do now to shift are so much different than what we did the first time that we shifted. So yeah, absolutely. Because I think the first time, well, yeah, well, for me, the, when I first got into shifting, I was very much into methods and methods are like, it's basically a step by step telling you how to shift. And there's a bunch of different methods, which are all essentially meditate meditation. Can I say that? I feel like that'll get me canceled if I say methods and meditation. I feel like most methods are, are technically just meditation to get you into that deep meditative or void state or whatever you want to call it. Um, and they're very much like step-by-step, step. Uh, you know, the most popular ones are like Raven Method, Alice in Wonderland Method, Julia Method. Um, and when I first got into shifting, I was very much into the list and the step-by-step. Step. But now, um, it's definitely more of a just kind of lie down and vibe and see what happens type of deal when I try and shift. Yeah, definitely. I was, uh, so into, especially, uh, early shift talk said that you had to lay on your back in the starfish position. You cannot move. Yeah. You have to do the Raven method. The Raven, like, method. Raven method was law. It was God. Um, yeah. you, you had to use the Raven you method. You had to. It was your hazing was using the Raven method and laying in the starfish position. It was the hazing into the cult that is shifting. That's making um, us sound really good literally. it's not literally a cult i mean yeah this it, this is uh, this is such a joke i am so hoping that this is reaching the targeted audience um <laughs> <laughs> the right people understand this joke uh everyone else is gonna think we're fucking crazy it's kind of a cult it's a little bit of a cult a little bit
I mean, once you learn all the possibilities with shifting, how can you ever stop? <laughs> you know? No, it's 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 amazing. I'm so grateful that I stumbled upon shifting. Like my life will never be the same. Yeah, like I don't see myself ever not shifting now that I do it. So we've talked a bit about shifting. We've talked a bit about methods. We've talked a bit about what shifting is. Now we should talk a little bit about what shifting isn't because I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there. Biggest shifting misconception you've come across, go. Um, Not to put you on the spot. Your body doesn't disappear from anywhere. Your brain doesn't disappear. Your consciousness doesn't disappear. It doesn't disappear or shrink. It just expands. Yes, I think that's a great way to say it because I've seen a lot of like shifting deniers who literally because a shifting was so badly explained to them they literally think that people are talking about their bodies disappearing from this reality and like physically quantum jumping um, yeah um i think that's one of the funny things i've come across like i i fought with someone in the comment section over that last year um because they were like your body doesn't disappear that one that's never possible you people are crazy and i'm like no one's saying your body disappears so Another big shifting misconception that I frequently, mid, mid sentence, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was still thinking about the tea. You were so confident going into that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, oh, here we go. God damn it. I was actually very excited. <laughs> and now you, now you completely lost it. Now I've lost it even more. What, what did we say we were going to say shifting misconceptions were? Sh shifting misconceptions. What did we say? What we did were we going say? What big shifting misconceptions? Oh, okay. Here we go. Another big shifting misconception that I've seen is that shifting is dangerous in some way, and that by shifting, you are opening yourself up for certain entities to slither on in. I think you need to use your brain and your gut when it comes to these things. I think if something genuinely feels unsafe, if something genuinely feels off, then you would know. And then you can immediately stop. Because again, shifting isn't like you're not going anywhere. So if something genuinely feels wrong and bad and unsafe, you stop. And there's no pressure because you can always try again tomorrow, you know? But I mean, my personal belief anyway is that nothing can come in unless you invite it in. And if you shift with positive intent, and if you shift, yeah, if you shift with positive intent, and you can even do protection affirmations, I think just saying I am safe is basic, but very strong and powerful. And when you're shifting, unless you're specifically saying demons come in, <laughs> I think you're fine. Which I mean, if you're into that, then you're into that and I'm not going to judge you. But unless you're specifically asking for a demon to come in you, <laughs> ooh, then it's not going to happen. I worded that really badly. For a demon to come in you? I didn't mean it like that. I mean, whatever you're into. I've never been with a demon. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I haven't been with a demon, but I spent a few months with Draco, so same thing. Well, um, another shifting misconception. <laughs> anyway. Shifting is not against any religion. You can be of any religion and still shift. It's not against any of that. Yeah, definitely. Because you're not, I mean, you, 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 whatever religion you are here, you can be that religion in your DR. You know, your God can exist in your DR. And I think 
I mean, again, I'm no religious scholar, but God created everything. So God also created these, these beautiful areas of your consciousness that you're able to reach through shifting. And I think it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I don't think any God under any religion would be angry at that at all. Now, one of the biggest what shifting isn't is shifting isn't lucid dreaming. And this is something that is so heavily argued. Um, it's a bit frustrating at this point in time. Uh, let me just say definitively as someone who has been lucid dreaming for a very long time and has now been shifting for almost a year, the two are extremely different things. Um, we'll go into detail about what makes them different. But um, do you have experiences with lucid dreaming? I'm, I'm not sure if we've like, talked about this. Yep. So I still frustratingly have never been able to intentionally lucid dream. I literally shifted faster than I lucid dreamed. Like uh, lucid dreaming has always been a really difficult thing for me to induce. I have had lucid dreams, but it's always been very uh, like a very random type thing. Um, and I can also second the fact that it is very, very different because in lucid dreams, you know that it's a dream. Everything's still a bit hazy. You might have your senses, but it's still a bit weird. Time jumps. Whereas when you're shifting, time passes normally. Everything feels as solid as it does here. It's, it's, it's a real physical experience and it's completely, completely, completely different. With shifting, you are able to shift back to the exact moment that you left. Um, which isn't a capability even with lucid dreams, even experienced lucid dreamers don't talk about leaving a dream and then going back intentionally to the same point in time that they left off in that dream. I mean, sure, they can become lucid in a dream and then warp the, change the dream to make that dream what they want it to be. But what happens with shifting is time passes in the same way it does here. A week feels like a week because it is a week. 24 hours in a day, it feels the exact same. Um, all of it feels exactly like life here. And there is no explanation for that within lucid dreaming. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think you've pretty much covered everything there is to cover. It's. I think this is one of those topics that no matter how much you talk about it, it's going to be really difficult to comprehend. And I think people who have it in their head that shifting is lucid dreaming aren't really going to be swayed from that belief. So all we can do is give our personal experiences, and I know our experiences are similar to other shifters' experiences. And look, as someone who has shifted, I'm just telling you from my personal experience, shifting and lucid dreaming are very, very different. Both are cool. Shifting is cooler, and they're very different. And something that I would add is the two are very different. Shifting is cooler, and shifting is real. The whole realness of it is as real as we say it is. Um, but at the end of the day, like, we know it's different, we know it's real, and we can tell you that based on our experience, but even if someone, like, says, like, oh, well, this is just advanced lucid dreaming, like, who cares? I don't care, personally, yeah. because the experiences I'm having are real. So, that's all that matters to me, and literally nothing that anyone ever says is ever going to change how incredible these experiences have been for me so yeah exactly i totally agree we're on the same page there i don't get too caught up on it either because i experience what i experience it's like the same way that you're going to tell me that i'm not sitting here right now on this couch like yes i am like okay i know that i am i don't care i spent this time in my dr i know that i did you don't know but i know so i don't really care what you think about it um another thing that i would say a misconception of shifting and this is something that is very uh important to talk about um 
there is often the claim that shifting is psychosis, that shifting is causing psychosis. Um, this is incredibly false, and not only is it false, but it is uh, harmful to people who actually deal with psychosis, and I think it also demonizes it uh, in a way that psychosis isn't. Um, let's just say, if, if you have... If you have experienced psychosis before, you've been in a state of psychosis before, that is something to be mindful of if you plan on shifting, just because the frustration that comes from shifting and the hyperfixation that a lot of people get on shifting can exacerbate issues. Um, not that it causes psychosis, but it can exacerbate issues that are already present. So let's clarify that. Yeah, and I would say the same thing if, you, if you've suffered with intense, in, intense dissociative episodes in the past or if you suffer really heavily from maladaptive daydreaming or anything like that. Again, we are not at all saying that shifting causes these things because it doesn't. Shifting in itself cannot cause any mental health issues that weren't already there. But as with anything, you know, there's, there's a ton of things that could exacerbate symptoms. So I think if, if you know that you already are predisposed or suffer from you know, mental health issues such as dissociation or psychosis or things like that. I'm not saying you can't shift, but I'm just saying that you need to be potentially a little bit more mindful and your mental health in this reality always needs to come first. Your mental health always needs to be the priority, which is why taking breaks from trying to shift is so important. Um, and just to be completely uh, honest, I am a person who suffers with or not suffers, I'm not saying, I am a person who experiences dissociative episodes and I am still able to shift. The two are different. And whenever I am in a bad place mentally, I am able to take that note and it is a time in my life that I do not shift because it's not healthy for me at that point in time. Um, as, as we say, and will continue to say, your mental health matters and your mental health needs to come first um, because so many people put their mental health to the side because they prioritize shifting. Um, and we understand how exciting it is to shift, but taking care of yourself is the best thing you can do to help you shift. Yeah. This is your base reality for a reason. Um, and shifting to escape your mental health problems or escape anything that you may be going through in this reality is certainly not the way to go about it. And in my opinion, that just hinders the shifting process more than helps it. And as we said, can also exacerbate, exacerbate certain underlying mental health issues. So just take care of yourself, focus on your mental health, and you'll shift when you shift, and when you do, it'll be a wonderful positive thing coming from a wonderful positive place, as it should. And the, uh, the work is worth it. The wait is worth it. Oh yeah, 100%. Look at us. Look at us. Who'd have thought? Not, Not me. me, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, it might still be a mess. Editing through this might still be a shit show. You'll take one look at the clips and be like, absolutely not. We are never doing this again. <laughs> it's okay, I think this will work out. It'll be fine. It'll be fun. At least, it, at least it's fun for us. Yeah, exactly. We get to spend more time together because I love you. Oh, bestie. Oh, oh my God, I love you too. I, that was, you I so think much. that was the most, <laughs> I think it's the most like sentimental I've like ever gotten you in person before and I have it on video. This is so special. Delete it. Uh, Delete it rat right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just call me a rat? Did you just call me Peter? <laughs> Hey, he's not a rat in my DR. He's not a rat anymore, is he? Yeah, go Cottontail. <laughs> go Cottontail. Go Cottontail, go.
Go, little cottontail. Please. I think this is a beautiful segue into um, a, a great discussion that we need to have about RDRs um, and where we shift to, as I know a lot of you are curious about that. So Christine, why don't you tell me a little bit about your uh, main DR? Well, um, my first DR was a Golden Trio era DR um, that I technically started like envisioning years ago because I started reading the Harry Potter books when I was 21 years old. I didn't read Harry Potter till I was 21, don't roast me. Um, and then I read up until Half-Blood Prince and I was like, that's enough. I will take it from here, Miss Ma'am. Um, so I never read Deathly Hallows. I instead wrote my own AU because I was like, mm, don't want, mm, no, no, baby, I, I don't want to read any more of this shit. I know, I know how this ends and it doesn't end happily for my, for, for my father Severus. So I was like, right, I'm going to just write it myself. So I rewrote Deathly Hallows, not like in its entirety, but I've like uh, over a hundred thousand words that I started writing in 2018 um, of like the war, post-war, um, like after the war, that kind of thing. And then when I started shifting, I was like, oh yeah. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just go here. What could go wrong? This is a great idea. What could go wrong, she says. Famous last words. I shifted to post-war Hogwarts, where everybody had a ton of war trauma, and I had all the memories of this war trauma, and I was trying to have my, my little, my thing with Mr. Malfoy. Um, yikes. Major yikes. Listen, the more I think back on that DR, the more I think back on that DR, the more I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like genuinely, what was, because I didn't think shifting was going to be that real. It's mental illness, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, it's going to be fun. I can vibe at Hogwarts. Nope. Could not vibe at Hogwarts. Um, I still have nightmares about the Battle of Hogwarts now. So that's fun. So I left that DR because of feelings and it will, um, but now... I have a wonderful DR, now I shift to the Marauders instead. Um, and there's, I was gonna say there's no trauma. There's less trauma. And yeah, it's a Marauders DR. It's the beginning of 1976. And I love it. I'm with Regulus. I am. I am with Regulus. It's, it's, yeah, I love this DR, but it's been a lot. And yeah, my first DR shit show, Marauders DR. Perfect, we love it. Not perfect, but I still love it. Anyways. I'm giving, I'm giving you a golf clap for admitting that you're with Regulus. We have been together since like May 11th. Although, I mean, I think he kind of broke up with me. He broke up with me for the Dark Lord. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I can for still For the Dark him. Lord. I mean, young, young Tom Riddle though. <laughs> Regulus said he's handsome. I haven't met him. Even Regulus said he's handsome. Regulus said he's handsome? Yes. He was like, oh, he's a, um, what did he say? He's a charming, charismatic, handsome gentleman. I was like, oh. <sighs> anyway. You know what's going to get you canceled? This. <laughs> this. You simping. You simping. It's fine. For a blood supremacist. No, I hate him. I hate him. And yeah, if I don't laugh, I'll cry. So that's what we do. Anyways, see, tell us about your DRs. As I mentioned earlier, the first DR I shifted to was a one-off DR. Uh, so when I finally 
correctly shifted to the right place, it was to my Hogwarts University VR, which takes place during the Golden Trio era. Um, I shifted into 1993 at Hogwarts University. I was a transfer student. Um, fun time. Uh, yeah, I'm in Harry, Hermione, and Ron's year. Gryffindor. That's been my main VR. Um, it's been chaos, uh, as uh, typically my life goes. I have been there now for over two years, two and a half years now, uh, which is very wild to think about. It's 1996, uh, which is wild that I'm 20 years on from you um, and your Marauders, dear. dear. Yeah, you're, in, you're 1976 and I'm in 1996. Um, but I've shifted other places than that. That's just my main DR that I shift to, but I shifted to a lot of other places too. Um, some of the other places I've shifted, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, um, that's probably the most notable. Um, the, uh, I created something that, uh, is now commonly referred to as a CRDR, which, uh, is what I termed for a DR that is just like your CR, except my comfort characters are in it. So it was a clash between all of my favorite, well, just everyone in Harry Potter, Marvel, Avatar, The Last Airbender, it was all of them existing in one world. Um, I have not been back there in a very, very long time because it was so incredibly overwhelming. So I've been sticking with the chaos of my Hogwarts Uni DR for now, um, but I have plans for other DRs in the future. What is the top place that you want to shift to that you haven't shifted to yet? It's between the anime Food Wars and the Legend of Korra. How about you? Um, well, I would like another Golden Trio era DR that doesn't traumatize the shit out of me so I can look at pictures of Draco without getting homicidal. That's fair. So that's my next goal. <laughs> I also want to do a Fantastic Beasts DR, like that era. I want to do a, a Grindelwald era because I want to be with Newt and the gang. That would be but... cool. I thought, you, I thought you were about to say that you want to be with Grindelwald and I was like... Don't, no, don't no, admit that. <laughs> no, no, I want to run around with Newt. I think Newt is uh, so cute and wonderful, and I want to meet all his creatures. So, listen, I think. Hear me out. No, never mind. I was gonna. Say, I could save Grindelwald. I could. Hear me out. Is it time to end? <laughs> I think now is a great time to end this episode. Yeah. Um, Come back uh, next episode, uh, and we will be talking more in depth about our DRs uh, the first time we shifted there, and uh, stories about things that we do in our DRs. Yep, just fun conversations about our DRs. So tune in if you want to hear more of that. So yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you for watching, and uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>